Hello and welcome to this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast uh, from Parag Sam Says as answering questions uh, posed by expats, family and business, living and working abroad, relocating overseas and investing offshore. This week's question centre around UK state pensions and how they're going to be affected with Brexit and how they're going to be affected in, in any case with changes to the double taxation treaty between Cyprus, the UK and other countries. So the first question we've got this week is, when should I apply for my UK state pension? You're notified about six weeks before the state retirement age and you must make the application on paper. On receipt of the application, it'll be processed and paid to you. So if there's a delay in processing the payment, uh, due to post or, or, or you're making a, a late decision, when you do receive those payments, they are backdated, so there's no need to worry there. And the pension can be paid to any bank account in the UK or around the world. So expats don't need to worry about the conversion. That can be done through uh, a, a scheme that the UK authorities uh, have arranged to pay pensions around the world. If you've got a double taxation treaty, Uh, in your country of residence, then an expat can register the pension to be taxed locally and therefore be paid gross in the UK. Obviously, uh, a basic state pension is below the um, uh, personal tax allowance in the UK of uh, £12,000 for uh, next year, 1819. However, if you've got other pensions, then it's using up that contribution towards those pensions, especially with the changes to public service pensions coming up uh, for expats living and working in Cyprus. If you want to know more, contact us at productpartnership.com or our Living and Working Abroad page on Facebook. Second question that we've got today is, uh, can the state pension payment be postponed? You could choose to delay the receipt of a state pension and you receive some credit for this. There is a formula and for those of you who don't know, state pension is paid on a weekly basis and it's paid for, uh, therefore, 53 times in a year. That's not true, it's paid 52 times, but over uh, 30 months. So there's uh, those that receive it monthly will receive four weekly payments uh, and therefore they receive 13 payments in a 52-week year. Uh, now, so that, that's how the math space is, is, is uh, working out. So you, uh, if you delay receiving your state pension, you receive a credit for this of a 1% increase in that state pension for every nine weeks that you defer receiving the state pension. So if uh, your work abroad or your, your circumstances uh, w- mean that you want to delay the pension, you'll actually get an uplift in your pension. So if you were due to get £100 a week and it, it was deferred by nine weeks, you get £101 a week. Now, so you get 1% interest for that nine week delay, but that one pound is then paid every week of the rest of your life. Um, so if you live another 30 years, it can be quite a handsome return. Uh, that would be about 5.8% equivalent for the whole year. 
So if you defer a hundred pounds UK state pension for a year, it can become 10580. And again, that extra 580 is paid for the rest of your life, um, but stops when you die. So deferring can be quite a good investment scheme if you don't need to draw the pension straight away. But on the, on the other hand, it dies with you. So it, it could also uh, be a good advice to the expat to, uh, that's still working beyond the state retirement age to draw the pension and just use it, the money being received each week or every four weeks into a bank uh, as a savings plan in retirement for additional lump sum benefit for you or, or your children or your wife uh, later on or, or when you die. Uh, again, if you want to know more, contact us at our website, projectpartnership.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Living and Working Abroad or Project Sam Says. Um, the next question is, uh, what does ProExam say about how many years you need to contribute for a UK state pension? Well, the UK state pensions have changed. If you're born up until April 1953, you qualify for the old basic state pension, where you needed a minimum of 10 years and a maximum of 30 years to get the state pension age. Uh, but uh, most of those people receiving basic state pensions uh, were paid uh, up to 2016, unless it was deferred, of course. The new state pension scheme is for men born after the 6th of April 1951 and women born after uh, the 6th of April 1953, again for a minimum of 10 years. Uh, and, but a, a national insurance history requires longer contributions up to 35 years to get the maximum pension, UK state pension, which is a flat rate of £164.35. So there's no additional pensions, there's no earnings related pensions with the new state pension. So if you were retiring after that date, you just get this one flat rate, 164.35 every week for the rest of your life. If it's for a year or two, it's not worth much to you. It's not worth much to your widow. But if you live for 30 years, it's a lot of money that can support you in your old age and a very good savings plan that everybody sh should, should be uh, partaking in. So have a look at that and consider uh, what, what, what your contribution history is and how you can maintain your contributions while you're living and working abroad. Uh, it is possible either using voluntary contributions or if you're working on an overseas contract to maintain uh, a class two contribution and, uh, and receive uh, the guarantee of a state pension when you retire. Uh, especially uh, for non-working people, voluntary contributions can be a very significant and substantial uh, savings plan. Contact uh, us at projectpartnership.com or Living and Working Board Facebook page or Instagram. Ask us questions and, and we'll get back and Project Sam will give you the answers. And the next question that we've got, uh, the final one for today's podcast, is a million dollar question, or could be, over the lifetime of your retirement. Is my UK state pension index linked? Uh, you would have thought so, and it certainly is if you're living in the UK, uh, but it's only index linked 
for expats, if you're living in a country where there is a bilateral social security agreement, this is a big issue with Brexit, because obviously the UK has a social insurance agreement within the EU. The EU has a common social security agreement within the existing 28 member states. However, that will uh, change uh, in the future as, as Brexit progresses. Um, the, the current EU social insurance agreement will, will continue during any transition period. So uh, the proposed withdrawal treaty also contains provision to allow the UK, the EU social, insurance, social security agreement to continue and allow state pensions to be uh, indexed. However, the continued indexation beyond that of the UK state pension for expats is then subject to the UK establishing new uh, UK-EU bilateral social insurance agreements. So if the UK agree a new bilateral social insurance agreement with the EU, then UK state pensions for expats living and working in the EU uh, uh, receiving re state retirement pension will continue to be indexed. That's not necessarily a given. With countries like Cyprus, uh, the UK has a bilateral uh, social insurance agreement that is effectively playing settling fiddle is not fully enacted and would need to be reactivated uh, with with the uh, Cyprus uh, remaining and now being in the EU. For the purpose of the EU what we mean is all the countries of the EEA the uh, economic uh, European economic area which includes the small smaller countries of Iceland, Norway and Liechtenstein, but it also uh, embraces uh, Gibraltar and Switzerland. Now there are some other countries around the world that, that have existing bilateral social security agreements and it's a pretty mixed bag, I have to say. You need to be aware, because just because you choose uh, an established uh, place overseas to live and uh, work and retire, doesn't mean that necessarily your your UK state pension is going to be index linked and it generally doesn't include some of the big Commonwealth countries that you would imagine that it, it would uh, victims of, of uh, the UK joining the EU it does include all the British Isles um, Isle of Man, Jersey, Guernsey it includes uh, the former Yugoslav states and some Caribbean countries like Bermuda and Barbados. It also includes the individual countries including Israel, USA, Turkey and the Philippines. So retiring to one of those countries you continue to get an index pension but other than that then uh, you could find that uh, the when you become an expat and you retired abroad and your pension is taxed uh, abroad or your tax residence is, ab is, is abroad, even if your UK state pension is still taxed in the UK, your state pension will not be indexed. Now, currently, and over the last few years, the UK state pension has been triple locked and it's been paying the highest uh, of uh, the re retail price index, consumer price index, or, or wage inflation index. So it's been getting a very good indexation to uplift it and catch up to some of the f falling behind that it did under the previous governments um, with Gordon Brown.
and the like. But that, that is catching up now. And it is a generous above inflation indexation that's happening at the moment. Uh, that may not continue into the future, uh, but in this day and age with pension uncertainties, it is, it is a very real benefit and something for expats to consider and to look out for as situation may change with EU Brexit in the future and, and how is it going to uh, affect people um, uh, with any new EU bi bilateral social insurance agreements made for expats living and working abroad. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. Uh, ProExam is available uh, for questions and answers through our Instagram pages, ProExam says, or living and working abroad. And uh, same with our Facebook pages for living and working abroad. Or follow our blog where we've got, you can vlog, we vlog, blog, and podcast. So you can listen, read, or watch uh, our, our uh, articles and information about living and working abroad, relocating overseas, and investing offshore for family and business. And if you go along, you can download our guide, EU Guide to uh, How Brexit Will Affect uh, Overseas Property, Pensions and Business. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope to see you next time and enjoy living and working abroad.